Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. This episode is one I have been waiting to do for weeks now. If you are on my VIP email list, you already got a heads up about this, that I did some hormone testing and everybody had so many so many questions about what I did and why I did it and what the results are and if they should do it. So instead of just going through what my process was with you, I've got the Dr. Beth Westy with me here. She's been on the show before. I'm so glad that you are back. Yay. Thank you for having me. So just to get everybody on the same page here, Dr. Beth is not only a a brilliant individual, a brilliant podcaster, a brilliant author, she is also a friend of mine. And so we have been in close contact just as friends over the last few months. And um, I've, I've shared this before, how Dr. Beth um, and, and her business partner, Deja, were two of the first people to reach out after they found out that we had lost our daughter. And they were concerned about my health and healing and all of that kind of stuff. And so I shared with you guys, they sent me a huge box of seeds to do seed cycling with and all sorts of different supplements and things like that just to start taking care of my body. And, and I had some questions right out of the, ga- uh, the gate for, for Dr. Beth in terms of like, what can I be doing to heal my body after C-section, after pregnancy and all of those changes? Um, of course, after physical trauma and emotional trauma and all of those kinds of things. And we were basically texting back and forth daily, multiple times a day about this because A, I want to be healthy. B, I want to heal. C, we want to have a big family. And I'm not, I'm not 25, you know, (laughs) I wish I I was, but I'm not, I'm not 25, believe it or not. And um, she kept recommending one thing that I, I was resistant to do it. And I'll be very honest about why I was resistant to do it. Um, Dr. Beth suggested that I do some hormone testing specifically the Dutch test, which is what we're going to talk about today. I did eventually do it, but I kept putting it off because honestly, I was like, well, what if we're looking at something that's abnormal because of my C-section or because of my pregnancy? And if we wait a month, it's going to normalize. Or what if I'm pregnant again and it's going to be off because of that? And and maybe, you know, I just, a couple months went by where I was like, oh, you know, if I take it now, like what if something weird is going on? But Eventually, I said, should I just do it? <laughs> and Dr. Bethy were like, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure I've said that already. So I did it. I got my results. We've been working to, to make some improvements. But let's just get everybody on the same page here. Dr. Beth, can you just give kind of an overview of what is the Dutch test? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Dutch test is a very different hormone test than most other things people are familiar with. Dutch test is, stands for dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. And it's a, it's a dried urine test that's testing the hormone metabolites of everything. So when you get a blood test and you're testing hormones in the blood, which is what people are most familiar with, you're getting a tiny snapshot of the hormones that are free and bound. But that doesn't tell you the specific way your body's processing it. It just gives you this like big dump of like, oh, here's a, you know, how heavy is this grocery bag, mm. right? Okay, there's a bunch of stuff and the grocery bag is full. So your testing levels should be fine. There we go. But what Dutch does is it actually looks at everything in the grocery bag. This is a weird analogy maybe, but <laughs> you know, what do we got in there? Do we have healthy stuff in there? Do we have lots of fruits and veggies and, and, you know, proteins and stuff, or is it filled with cookies and chips and crackers, you know, in the grocery bag? What is in there? How's your body processing things? That's what Dutch does. So instead of just giving one view, one number that's supposed to be complete, it actually gives us the breakdown and how your body is processing, metabolizing, and you get to see exactly where the hangup is then and target that specifically. That's why it is so successful for women um, and gives, really, it's a, a faster result, even though it does take time to, to shift and change hormones in the body. It's faster than randomly guessing or trying things here and there and not knowing where you're at. You get the exact map of what your body needs. Well, and a couple things about that that stand out to me. So having done this, and for anybody who's wondering, like, how do you get dried urine? You literally <laughs> kind of, I can imagine so many people being like, what does that mean? Dry urine? Pretty sure my urine, like, what would happen if I tried to dry out my urine? What does that mean? Um, just for all of the wondering minds. Seriously, I feel like that's a legit question. It gives you five different collection strips that you pee on at certain times of the day and then it dries and there you have dried urine on these specific test strips. But what I think is really interesting about that, since you say it's, it's the metabolites, it's like the end pathway instead of sort of like in the middle of it. So you see where everything went and what happened and did it break down to this and did it break down to that in what amounts. But the other piece of it is, as opposed to going into the doctor and getting stuck once, you are collecting very specifically in the morning, in the mid-morning, in the afternoon, in the early evening, you know, and if you wake up and go to the bathroom overnight, because that process, that pathway matters. And in my case, and we'll get more to this, cortisol, one of my stress hormones, is a really big deal. But we are going to see different measures of cortisol in the morning than in the afternoon. So if you go and you just get a blood test at four in the afternoon, that might not be pointing out an issue that you have with cortisol in the morning or with cortisol overnight or something like that. So I'm really glad that you you kind of differentiated between what a lot of people are familiar with with blood tests versus this dried urine time lapse kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And it's, it's easy to take because it's sent to your home. You do it yes. at home, you send it back into the lab, they analyze it, and then you get to see the results and, and know exactly what's off in your system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever peed on a stick for any reason, you can pee on a piece of paper. Like it's, at first I opened it up and I was like, oh, so what exactly do I do with this? But, it, but it's actually really, really easy to use. Um, and I think I got my results back in a few weeks, but tell me who is a good candidate 
for the Dutch test. I want to break down kind of what you saw in mind so people can understand what they might find out and how it might help them. But who are you recommending the Dutch test for? Yes. Okay. Excellent question. So many women have hormonal issues. They've had hormone testing done. Maybe they've had something done, but they're like, okay, I know something is off with my cycle. Maybe my cycle is regular, but it's really heavy or it's really painful. I'm getting cysts and I have all these other issues associated trouble sleeping. uh, My hair is falling out. I'm getting acne. I can't lose weight, all this stuff. And a lot of times it's really easy to say, oh, well the acne, maybe I just need to get better face, you know, cleaning stuff or, um, you know, maybe my sheets are dirty and I need to change my pillowcase. Well, you know, there's a million things that you can think of, but when you look at the body system as a whole, all those things come back to hormones. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of women, they're like, okay, I, I have a hormone issue. I'm, I'm having hot flashes. I'm going through perimenopause or I've been in menopause for five years and I'm still having hot flashes. What the heck? Mm-hmm. We see, we get to see then the exact breakdown or where the issue is in that pathway that can still be existing, even though you're in menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's sort of the general of women are like, yeah, I know my hormones are off. Like you can, you can feel it in your system. Like it's not working right. And I don't know what to do because whatever I've done, they have said it's fine, but I don't feel fine. Right. Like I'm tired all the time, no matter how much yeah. sleep I get. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and then things that we had chatted about were really specifically related to fertility and, and hormone levels there. And how is my body responding from all that trauma? And it's very, very stressful on your body and system. And, you know, it's one thing to look at again, like that one blood level of everything, but really to understand, okay, how is your body processing all these things? Mm -hmm. How is it moving through? How healthy are your organs in processing these things? How well your, is your liver working? And then the other thing that I really, really wanted to see was your cortisol levels because yeah. of how the body reacts and responds to stress because of that natural fight or flight that we go into, mm-hmm. right? That's a, it's, a, it's a human response. And, and it's so easy to get, you know, like drawn away from, I should be doing this or that, or this could be like this. And why can't I make it this and this? And that's a, it's part of being human. Your body's going to fight or flight, keep you alive keep you surviving. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of figuring out exactly where the breakdown is to navigate around it to say, ah, here we go. Now I can manage my own stress levels better. So I function better, feel better. And then, you know, your goals are way more achievable. And a lot of my questions were coming from what many people do, which is start searching on Google related to their goals. So for me, I was like, okay, I want to do, Chris and I had decided we, we knew we always wanted kids. After Dagny died, we agreed very strongly we wanted a big family, right? So uh, 37-year-old female, like big family, don't have, you know, super long runway for that. I started searching everything that could help me stay as, as healthy and as vibrant and as fertile as possible. And for some things, like I was looking at some people recommend that you supplement with DHEA. And I said to you, do you think I should take DHEA? And you said, the only way to know. The only way to know is to do this testing because we don't want to start just adding things in without knowing where we are because some things are going to increase estrogen or decrease estrogen and you don't know if you need that. Something And, and for me, it turns out DHEA is not an issue for me. It is not something that I need to supplement with. And had I, had I just started because of some recommendations on Google, that could actually create hormonal issues 
even though my intentions are great because I'm not dealing with where my body is now. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I get messages from women all the time, actually. Social media, all these things. <gasps> Do you think I should take this or that? And sometimes I'm like, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea what you should or should not take. I never make blanket recommendations on stuff like that because of that thing specifically. If you have perfect levels of you know, DHEA, which are, it's a precursor for a lot of these other hormones, adrenal hormones in the body, mm -hmm. especially testosterone, right? And if your DHEA is at a great level, then it's fine. But if you're adding to that, it can actually cause more issues, um, you know, and, and your system can act like it has PCOS or other hormonal issues. And it, cause it can mimic, cause having naturally high DHEA is a side effect of having PCOS or acute stress or all these other things in the system. Yeah. So I was, when I started taking this, I was worried about things like estrogen dominance because I have a history of that and I had PCOS for years and I had been told that mm -hmm. before. And we didn't see that in my results. In fact, estrogen and progesterone both looked really great and it was cortisol that was the issue. So can you just give a little bit, like when you're looking at somebody's results and we can use me as an example, what is it that you are looking to figure out? Yes. Um, this is different for everybody. So one of the things that I take into account really is each person's own health story, right? What are the things that you've been through? Uh, what has the past year looked like? Five years, you know, all these things. So you having a history of PCOS, you having, you know, um, you know, pregnancy, giving birth, you know, C-section, all these Hashimoto's. things. Yeah. Hashimoto's. Yes. All these things matter. All these things matter when we're going into this so that I have this running in the background of my head of, okay, and then what your goals are, right? What are your goals down the road? What do we want to accomplish? And then how, how quickly can we get there? Mm -hmm. So in looking at the hormone levels, I was thinking in my head, okay, if I can see where the hormones are at, I will know exactly where to help assist if needed. But I already knew that you were doing like all the top line things, right? All the seed cycling, all the things for your hormones, all the things to help, you know, things. So when we actually saw your results, I was so excited because that was some of the best estrogen and progesterone numbers that I have seen in a long time. And you know what's funny, and guys, is I didn't initially... Dr. Beth is like a very enthusiastic person and, and super, super positive and everything. So we get them back and I'm kind of looking and I don't know what really the numbers mean and we hadn't talked about them yet. And uh, she goes, oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff here. There's so much stuff. There's a couple of things that are a little concerning, but like, I'm so excited about your results. And I actually thought that she was kind of like blowing smoke to kind of make me feel better because I've been, I've just been like worried about it. And uh, it's been, a, it, it's a really important thing in my life right now. And um, in fact, the second time that we talked, she was like, I'm going to show you some examples of what I can see in other people's estrogen and progesterone, because if I could have guessed, I would have thought estrogen and progesterone would have been off a little bit and they, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. No, your progesterone. So, and again, you know, talking about like your actual age, right? Your biological age, but also like your, your hormonal health age, mm -hmm. right? And looking at your levels, even though you're 37, like I've seen 27 year old, you know, hormone levels that are in the, the tank. Yeah. Yeah. That are terrible that these gals, they're looking at getting pregnant and their progesterones are so low that I'm like, you're not, you're not ovulating. 
And if you are, you're maybe ovulating once every two or three months. There's no way yeah. that your system has enough progesterone to do that on a regular basis. Whereas, you know, EB, your, your progesterones are great. Yeah. So you're ovulating and that's, that's going gangbusters for you. So it will for a while, right? Yeah. Same thing yeah. with the estrogens. There was like a little bit of one of the pathways, like the second phase. Tops. Yeah. Yep. Part of it, you know, happens in the liver, just needs a little bit of assistance. Um, but not a difficult thing to, to fix, not a difficult thing to help along at all. Yeah. The main levels of all the estrogens were beautiful, even matched. And that's a big, you know, a big attribute to the work that you've done for months. That's, that's the other thing too, is that, you know, I really want to stress that, that this doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen right. by accident. It is really done purposely and that you have done all the right things nutritionally for your body, fueling it correctly, even when you didn't want to, even when it gets tough, it's being that consistent pays off with having these wonderful, because a lot of times women get concerned when they see their levels are not great, Yeah. right? Like, dang it. Well, how is it going to get better? And how am I going to, you know, this and, oh, what if I can't, or what if my body doesn't respond? Right. And your levels are already oh, so good there for the estrogens and progesterones. And it was really just the cortisols. <laughs> I know. I know. We're going to get to that. It's funny that when you mentioned that the detoxification, a lot of people don't link detox and estrogen, but they are so, so, so linked. And I remember years ago, uh, when I worked in product development, I was testing a genetic product because we were coming out with our own. And, and one of the things that I kept seeing in my results as I went through all these other different products was that, that that detoxification pathway for me, that phase two detox, isn't as as robust as it could be. And that has a big impact on estrogen, which is why I was surprised to see my estrogen numbers were so, so good. Um, but like we talked about, there are simple ways to make that better, right? I already eat a ton of cruciferous vegetables. So we added in a couple of specific supplements that you recommended. And hopefully, you know, when we look again in a couple months, that'll be, that'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. Just helping that pathway along. Yep. And when you have that specific information, then you can be a lot more targeted in your approach for what your body needs. I love that. All right. Let's talk about I remember one of the things you said when we were going over my results was, well, I know for sure that you don't have adrenal fatigue, which is great because you knew and I knew that not only had I been stressed in the last few months, the last year and a half has been super stressful with, you know, big business changes and home renovations and family stuff and pregnancy and all of those kinds of things. There's been a lot of stress. So when you said that, I was like, what are you looking at that tells you that? Can you explain kind of what you can see on Dutch that lets somebody know, you know, because you could see cortisol was an issue for me. However, adrenal fatigue was not present. Yes. So the one thing I really love about Dutch is how it tests your cortisol levels. It does the uh, free saliva, right? Uh, the free cortisol that often is done through saliva or other measures, but they also take it through the urine here in, the, in Dutch. The free cortisol versus what they call metabolized cortisol. And the metabolized cortisol actually shows us what the sort of total amount of cortisol being produced from your adrenals is at, what that number is. This, the free cortisol only makes up about one to 3% of the cortisol that your adrenals produce. And that's what's bioavailable for your system. That's what your body uses throughout the day, you know, to wake you up in the morning and, you know, that type of a thing. So most of the time, if you get a saliva cortisol test, it's testing 
that one to 3%. You're getting a very tiny snapshot of it, but it doesn't, you know, it's only through the urine that you can see, okay, what are my adrenals actually doing? How does that measure with DHEA? Because your adrenals also make that DHEA. Mm -hmm. So looking at your DHEA, which again, yours was great. Looking at your metabolized cortisol, which was great. So that tells me, oh my gosh, yup, your adrenals are actually doing okay. Mm -hmm. And you're not in that adrenal fatigue mode. Um, which means that because the tough thing about that where people wonder about adrenal fatigue is, or uh, the symptoms of it, right? I, I am tired or I have brain fog or anything, right? Those things can come from however many different sources, right? So yeah, what is one of the sources? It could be a progesterone issue. It could be an estrogen issue. It could be yeah. an adrenal issue. It could be none of the above. Yeah. You could be dehydrated. You could be, right? right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Absolutely. It could be so many things. But oftentimes you come down to, and, and, and you'll, you know, do trial and error at, on your own enough to say, well, maybe it's my adrenals. And then how do you know? It's getting this urine test to show you, okay, what's your metabolized cortisol? What's the total output from your adrenals? Are they being overworked or are they completely burned out? Mm-hmm. And it's clear as day when you see that. Yeah. What did you see in my cortisol results that made you realize that was uh, an issue? Ah, yes. Yeah. So when we do the Dutch, you, you take those measurements right throughout the day. There's like four to five, um, collection times, collection times. Thank you. I was going to say just strips that you pee on. That too. <laughs> so you get a ton of data and you get way more than just one, one quickie snapshot, you know, in a moment, it's really giving you the picture throughout the day. So it tells me where is your system at in the morning? Where is it? You know, how is it right after waking up in the morning, like afternoon and then evening at these different times? And how is your body reacting and responding to everything that's happening? Um, and for a lot of people, if your levels are really low at night, but then low in the morning. And people think, well, that's going to be good, right? My cortisol levels are low. I don't have too much stress, right? Not necessarily. If it's too low in the morning and at night, that tells me that your system can't rest and recover overnight. Mm -hmm. While you're sleeping, you should have a decent buildup of cortisol. You should be resting, recovering all those things so that in the morning you have a decent midline level of cortisol to help your body wake up naturally, have that energy to get out of bed and yeah. do things. Yeah. That second reading there from the waking level to the morning reading, that second reading, those levels should increase. I'm making a lot of movements with my hands that people can't see. <laughs> it's okay. I'm following you. Yeah. You go up from when you wake yeah. up till that mid-morning collection. Yes. Yeah. And again, sometimes people think, oh, that, that's not good. No, it's excellent. Your natural cortisol should rise to help wake your brain up, wake your body up. But it should be, again, within a certain level of uh, a healthy standpoint. Mm-hmm. If it's too low or they go down, again, your system doesn't have enough to get it going. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times women will feel like zombies for an hour or two. Like it takes forever to wake up and you just can't. Ugh. That's that first response being too low, um, that type of a thing. And for other women, that response is actually too high. And that tells me that the body is going into a fight or flight mode. Like you wake up and as soon as you get oriented, your system's on high alert, fight or flight. Ready to fight a bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's too much. It's an aggressive response. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're looking at, again, goals for somebody, okay, so they're going into fight or flight right away in the morning and that's the natural reaction. If the goal is 
fertility, when you look at overall the female body and how optimal, optimal fertility exists, it, it doesn't exist in a fight or flight state. Right. Right. Those are, those are opposite things. Yeah. So in looking at when I saw your results, I said, oh my gosh, like really the biggest flashing red light here is that you're going into this fight or flight right away. And that doesn't set your body up to want to get pregnant. Right. That's just not, a, even though the hormone levels are beautiful and all these other things are beautiful, that one piece there says, you know, again, like if your system's stressed out, it's not going to, right, get pregnant. You mean you hear these stories all the time from women yeah. who try to conceive or they go on vacation and they're relaxed yeah. and that's when they get pregnant, right? All this stuff. And, and it's, that's really, that was really the case, you know, that was really the case in going over your, your levels. Um, so that's what we managed. That's what we target then. Let's talk about that because no matter what the issue is, I mean, estrogen and progesterone looked great for me. The detox thing, we talked about, you know, the strategies there, cortisol, not so great. No matter what it is, there's things we can do. There's absolutely, and, and in fact, that's, that's why we do it. We don't do it to go, let me explain to you why you're totally a mess. It's, it's rather let's talk about what specific changes we need to make to clear up the mess. So what were some of the things, I mean, I recall them all, but do you remember some of the biggest recommendations that you made to me for the stress piece? Yes. Some of this is because I know, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, we have a tendency to work all day, every day, (laughs) right? She's making a face right now, you guys. Guilty, right? (laughs) Just guilty. I mean, I've been very open about this, that, that I know that I work too much and I've made a lot of improvements over the years, but yeah, that's kind of, that, that is where you started. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It was. Yeah. Uh, so right away in the morning, if you turn your brain on to, okay, let's get stuff done. Let's check things off the list. Boom, 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 boom. Um, for a lot of people that might feel good to like get that stuff out of the way, but in terms of the stressors on your system and how it's responding, it's not great. Now, to be fair, would, was your system like this like a year ago or two years ago or whatever? It, it's hard to say. It might not have had the stress response, right? Why is the stress response like this to, right now? I would say it's because of all of the trauma that your system has been through, right? That's, you know, yes. So, so to have a lifestyle that increases that, that stress right at that time in the morning you know, it's just, it's just not helpful. So really separating that time. Okay. When you wake up in the morning, like you have to spend two or three hours being just chill, just, you know, taking it down. Like don't look at emails. Don't look at your phone unless it's to turn on meditation music, you know, just, you know, really, really be very purposeful at having your body stay moderated. Um, for that time frame, And that's really important. Um, yeah. I love how you phrase that too, though. Like there's always things that you can do once you know what it is, there's always things that you can do and that put you back in the driver's seat of where the, your health is going. Um, so you're not just sitting there thinking, crap, my body's broken. Uh, nope. Nope. There's, you know, little things that you tweak to change. So yeah, that was the first thing we did was <laughs> your work schedule. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it, in the contrast, I've seen what di- it didn't feel like a stressful start to my day, right? I never felt like I'm waking up and like, 
ah, but I can now see since I'm doing things differently now that I did go into a very regimented pressurized kind of process and it didn't feel bad to me. I like, like Dr. Beth said, I like getting things done. So it felt good, but I can see that there's a very, very different feeling. Now I wake up, I take my time. I might lay on the couch for 20 minutes. I'll get up and have a glass of water. I'll take my time and prepare a breakfast and I'm not rushing to bring it out to the office or anything like that. It's just very, um, it feels different. So I, I love that this gave me the opportunity to see something that I didn't perceive as stressful. In fact, if you would ask me, I would have seen it as stress relieving to kind of get to things and get them done. But that makes a lot of sense. And it's funny too, because we talked about, um, you made a recommendation of, you know, are you using your juve light? Do you, you know, when are you using it? And, and we talked about how for some people, light exposure in the morning is really great. It's a good way to lift cortisol. But for somebody like me, whose cortisol was kind of like spiking abnormally in the morning, then light exposure in the morning isn't the right thing, right? So it depends entirely on you and your body. And there's so many people that are like sleep-wake cycle-wise, expose yourself to light first thing in the morning and minimize that in the evening. But it really does hinge on what is happening in your body. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember you asked me, like, well, shouldn't I be using this right away in the morning? And I'm like, uh, no, it's already so fired up. Why would you put more gasoline on the fire? You know? Right. right. It's, Let's bring it down within a normal level. So yeah, yeah. This is where knowing you or knowing the person and knowing like how they operate and function in your normal routine, yeah. you know, and changing that has a big thing. So it's not just always about supplements. It's not just about all that stuff, right? I, I talk about doing things from the inside out and outside in. Yeah. And it's a lot of it's 50-50, right? Yep. Putting good stuff in your body so it can work from inside out but the other stuff in your environment, everything environmentally, and that has to do with your routines and, and all the things that you expose yourself to that's outside in has yeah. just as much of an impact. Well, and, and two, you know, we talked about me not doing CrossFit in the morning, first thing, yeah. like not a good idea. Whereas for some people that could be a good time, a great time for me, not so much. Um, and also too, making sure that even when I do work out in the afternoon, that we are calming my body's response to that workout as soon as it's over. And so that, that post-workout supplementation, getting branched chain amino acids is very, very important. Not because I want to build muscle, not because of strength gains or anything like that, but to kind of relax my body and give the message like, we're cool. We have everything we need. Like we got in a little something and now here's some fuel for you and, and we're good. So things like that are not blanket recommendations. They're very specific yeah. to what is going on hormonally. Yes, absolutely. And that's a big piece too. When you look at cortisol and working out, right? A lot of people think, well, I'm working out. That should be good. Right. I, I, it's, I feel good. It should, you know, help with my cortisol levels. And working out and exercise increases your endorphins. So you feel good, great, which can help with cortisol levels because you're just feeling better. Sure, sure. But it's more of an indirect, indirect roundabout way. Mm -hmm. But if you're working on CrossFit, right? Like CrossFit is not the same as like water aerobics right. on your body. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Not last I checked. No. <laughs> 
no. So this is really okay. You're you're gonna go in and and it's it's one okay. You love CrossFit. You love going in there and kicking butt. Awesome. So it's just supporting your body differently. So it doesn't have that increase in cortisol. And one of the biggest things for women when they're doing more intense workouts, because I love to lift heavy too. Um, I, love to, I like to lift heavy things, you know. Feels good. It, yeah, it feels good. Totally. Um, is that with increased cortisol or an, uh, an adverse cortisol response in your system. So if your cortisol levels are messed up, your system cannot build or repair lean muscle as well if at all. And that's going to affect, you know, just recovery, metabolism, and then everything else from there. So that's really a big area to target too. Um, you know, just in terms of support for your system and, and exactly what it means. Yeah. Let me ask you this. One of the questions when I got my Dutch test in the mail is it asked what day of my menstrual cycle I was on because, of course, estrogen and progesterone are going to fluctuate based on where you are. And it, it says you want to test in this particular window of your cycle. So it made me wonder, is this an option for women who are, who are not cycling for whatever reason? Yes, absolutely. So this is for, they do have a recommended window. If you know your cycle, that type of a thing, because it does give you, okay, are your main levels, you know, uh, within a normal response. If for some reason you get tested outside of that, we just, we just alter those, those first um, numbers, if that makes sense. So I I've had somebody, this happened recently. She took the test at what she thought was the right time and her period came early like way early and she's like dang it I think I did it wrong you know ah oh, what do I do I said don't worry when we get the results back in we'll just shift those numbers down mm-hmm. you know in terms of the monthly cycle to okay instead of it being if your progesterone is supposed to be at a three we'll say oh at this point it should be at a one and a half at this other point we'll just shift that and make the one and a half the normal you know yeah. so yeah. It's just a little bit of, 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 of tweaking there. Um, so that's fine. But for women who don't have a cycle, if you're on birth control, if you're in menopause, we expect to see certain numbers there too. I can't tell you how many times I, I do um, a test for somebody in menopause and their like, progesterone might be within menopause range, but their estrogen is still a little too high. Yeah. Because of the estrogen processing, all these things. But we still get to see how well is your body still processing these hormones. Right. Right. Um, because remember, estrogens are mainly made by the ovaries, but it's also made by adrenal tissue, neural tissue, fat cells. Mm-hmm. So for women who, you know, are, you know, have a lot more fat tissue on their body, it can make more estrogens, yep. right? Which then contributes to, right? It's this never ending yeah. cycle of it. Um, but we'll see that. We'll see that in the, in the results there. So for women in menopause, and they're like, gosh, I really just, I can't get this weight off. I really am having a hard time. And, you know, I'm still having these hot flashes or I'm having these other, this fatigue and brain fog. And then we see the, the breakdown. I said, this is exactly where these estrogens are having an issue processing, even though you haven't had a cycle. Yeah. What about retesting? Because that was one of my questions for you is, okay, if I do this, is the expectation then that I should retest at a regular interval or I just try to feel better or what do you usually recommend? Yes, this is a, this is a question I get a lot too. This is um, something that we're always thinking about. Okay, I'm doing this now and then I'm going to do this protocol and then we'll test again, see where things are at. Absolutely. So uh, I like to test at least, you know, Six months is about the soonest. It really gives your body that time mm-hmm. to 
integrate everything and to see different things happen. Um, sometimes it's nine months, sometimes it's a year, right? Um, but what happens more often than not, right? And I always give women this option of, yep, we'll do this now. We can always retest later. But so I actually have a really small percentage of women that do retest because the issues that they originally had to get the test have resolved yeah. so much or they like we already knew like for somebody who says oh my gosh they've got an estrogen issue a testosterone issue and a cortisol issue i said okay we're going to target the estrogen and cortisol first and then the testosterone will start to work into the background a little bit but at this time we can shift it right there's a like step-by-step process and this is like over the course of months so all of a sudden six or seven months later they're like oh my gosh yep i'm feeling way better my cycle is regulated my acne is gone I'm really building lean muscle, all these things. My libido isn't there yet, which is a lot from testosterone, right? But I can tell it's improving. Mm -hmm. So do I want to test? No, because I feel like I already know where I'm at still. And I still want to work on this on my own. You know, and other gals are like, nope, I really want to see where my testosterone levels are at right now. Let's, let's do that. You know, okay. But I, I have a very small percentage that actually do retest because they just improve so much. And you mentioned to me, there can be like, lesser, smaller, easier tests that you can do. For me, if I wanted to retest, we talked about doing the saliva cortisol yeah. versus doing a full Dutch again. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that that's, that was a really good thing to know that's an option that you might just test just one piece of it instead yeah. of doing a comprehensive panel again. Yeah. Yeah. Because so much of your stuff was good. Like, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, it, again, I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. <laughs> appreciate that. Still, still reassuring. It really was. So many things were really, really good. And the specific cortisol issue that you have, you can see really easily on a, on a saliva test and you would just get, you know, you can order them online. You can, yeah. you know, get them sent right to you. Saliva test, you know, that you take throughout the day, send it in. There you go. Cause it's testing then that free cortisol in your system. So now, I know that anybody can, you know, Google Dutch testing and, and buy the test, but, but I, I would, having now been through this experience, I spent more to get the consultation with you, right? Who, you know, you don't work for Dutch, but you, you basically work through them. Um, I went through a link that I will share. I'll put it in the show notes, whatever, that got me also the consultation with you. Because to be honest, even though I have a background in biochemistry, while I could see, you know, they kind of give you dials and and give you a little overview and they try to make it as user-friendly as possible, it was infinitely more helpful to see what it all meant and put it together and what this is, you know, what this is really saying and what it's not saying and what I should be concerned about and what I shouldn't be and what might be related to my particular goals and what might not be um, with that consultation. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes for anybody who's curious, or you can just DM me on Instagram and I'll send you the link because that was far more valuable. Don't you think, I mean, that generally speaking, if somebody were to get this report and try and figure it out for themselves, that they might be a little overwhelmed? (laughs) Yes. I, I actually, I have that happen every now and then, you know, so with the, with the report, I build in that I'm going to go over it with you because I never want somebody to feel like they're just left out there in the breeze. You know, I mean, that's the thing you can, you can order it anywhere, but I always want to make sure that you understand what we're seeing, what we're finding. And then you actually get a place to start based on exactly like you, I'm going to show you the map and then I'm going to give you the step-by-step instructions to start down the pathway for you to get from A to B as quickly as possible 
and as efficiently as possible. And, and there are times where I have somebody, you know, say, Oh my gosh, I got a Dutch, you know, Oh, I just found you online or, Oh, I had this Dutch done a few months ago. I'm like, okay, well, what does it say? Well, I don't really know. I was like, so you got a Dutch from somebody and they just say, yeah, then they sent me this whole list of things I'm supposed to do. I was like, okay, did you do it? No. Well, why not? Well, I don't know why I'm doing it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I, yeah. So I want to make sure that it's, it's the right thing for you and that you are going to just, I mean, that's why taking this is not just for fun. It's, it's, you want to know more about your body. So that's what we go through. And to, to something that you said earlier, there, there could be multiple things that need improvement, but the thing that matters most depends on the individual and their goals. And so yeah. it's not just to say, okay, well, I could improve testosterone a little bit and I could improve cortisol a little bit and I could improve this estrogen pass- pathway a little bit. What's really the most important thing to start with for the goal that I have is so critical because we could have come up with a list of 100 things for me to do based on my Dutch. But really, the only one that speaks to what we're doing this for and what our concern is and the, and the biggest thing that's going to impact my goals is really these cortisol changes. So that's where we need to put the energy. And I would hate to look at it and go, oh, well, geez, testosterone is a little low and take this pathway to try and improve testosterone when that's not going to do anything for my fertility. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because again, and to, to put this in parameters, your testosterone levels aren't terrible, right? right? They weren't perfect, right? You know, I was like, oh, this could be, this could be a little better here. Yeah. But do I put it in the top five right now? No, right. Yeah. But if that's where we put all our focus and that's where we're putting all our energy, is that really gonna, you know, with the cortisol? I'm like, no, it's not gonna, right. not gonna get us there faster. Yeah, right. And even in terms of. Um, the recommendations that, that you make for me, I, I share, like everybody knows this. I love sugar. I love ice cream. I love cupcakes. I don't eat a lot of it, but I, but it was very clear. Like, you know, that is something that I think, you know, I could do, do better with. And, and you said, oh, it's not really the thing that you need to focus on right now. Like you can yeah, sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Go for it. But in terms of what your body needs right now, that's, that's not what you would put at the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's, and that's the thing too. If you're, I didn't see a lot of the, right. If you have a lot of inflammation, right. If that's a huge thing, oh my gosh, there's so much inflammation that it's interfering with how your body's processing and your system was having a hard time processing through some of these estrogens. I would be worried then about sugars and it adding to that inflammatory process. Right. Right. You know, no, not for the, you know, oh, okay. Right. So is a little bit of sugar or a little bit of something like that going to be harmful. No, not re- not really, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you don't need to be perfect and this is where I feel like we in general as women we get we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect. Yeah. We expect absolute like machine, you know, yeah. execution all the time on a thing. Yeah. which is not life. Yeah. So that was one of the things I I really enjoyed going over with you on this is really saying, okay, yeah, there's this whole area of like wiggle room. Here's things at the top. Yeah. Let's just focus there. Everything else is going to kind of trickle down and work out on its own. Yeah. Yeah. When there's less stress in the body, then there's fewer cravings in the body and there's less hunger in the body. And all of these things are like cyclical. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
Well, I am going to put a link to the Dutch test that includes the consultation with you for everybody in the show notes. If you can't find it, just DM me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton um, because it's just an incredible tool. If you have a problem that you want to solve, if you suspect that something is off, get the data. And I and I really have seen how valuable it is to do the dried urine versus going to the doctor, getting the blood test. It's not complete. They tell you nothing's wrong. You're quote unquote normal. You know, um, <laughs> when, when you don't want to be normal, you want to be better. You know, you want to get better. You want to eliminate this issue. And uh, so I will, I will put that in the show notes. Dr. Beth Westy, any final thoughts on Dutch tests? Yeah. So one of the most common things that I hear women say when they get a test is there, you know, I get on the phone with them and I'll be like, okay, we're, we're going to go over this. And they'll be like, yeah. I'm like, are, are you nervous or how are you feeling about it? And they're like, well, I'm terrified that there's nothing really wrong. Mm. Like, Why? Why? You know? And to your point, what you just said, that's what they've, I went and I got my thyroid tested and mm-hmm. it was normal. And then they did a blood test on this and that, and it was normal. And I, and I just, all these things are quote unquote normal. Oh, but I don't feel normal. Yeah. Right. I know something's wrong. I'm different than I was five years ago or whatever. So, you know, right. You know, but of course they're looking at, you know, something from just one snapshot. I'm not saying it's a wrong thing. It's just, it's just looking at it, you know, from a different angle to be like, oh yeah, like, look, I got groceries. Yes. There's a grocery bag there and there's things in it. Well, well, what is it? How is that helping? What is it? Right. Right. Yeah. It's a very different way of looking at your body and system. Well, I'm excited to keep making these changes to improve my stress response to lower cortisol. I'm so grateful for your help and I'm excited for anybody who's listening today who decides to to do this if it's if it's right for them because I think it's a really incredible tool. So thanks so much for sharing your expertise all about everything Dutch testing. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential podcast where our goal is not to help you learn Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.